Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. Welcome back to your home for football and fantasy football where we learn, scout, win, and repeat. It is time to continue The Process. I'm your host, Ralph Lark. What's up, y'all? It's week 12. It's Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Excited to be talking to you. Talking some football. What else will we be doing? Talking football in week 12 at the process. Welcome to the show. Ooh, excited to talk some football. Did I mention that? I was excited to talk football. Because I am. We've made it all the way to week 12. Now we're coming up on Turkey Day. And so I'm going to do my best to get you some fantastic information to help carry you over the winning threshold of DFS, maybe, if you venture into that on Thanksgiving. Otherwise, you're going to have to talk to your relatives. Might as well get involved if you haven't already. If you are new to the show, welcome. Excited to have you as a first-time listener. This is the process where we talk about fantasy football. Sometimes we talk about other things, but it is mostly fantasy football here. And this is a unique episode. It'll be unique and quick, probably. Unique because we're just covering the three-day or the three-game Thanksgiving slate. We're going to go over that, talk a little bit about what we saw on this past Sunday's main slate of DFS action. And that's pretty much it. That's what we're going to do. Now, in addition to that, you got it. It's like a bonus episode this week because you have the regular episode on Saturday. And so maybe even Friday if you're good. We'll talk about how you get to that in a second if you're new. If you are a repeat offender, I love a hardhead. Welcome back. Excited to have all the Tiger Bombers uh, at this pivotal time of the year. And uh, hopefully you're not like me. I, I had a bit of a rough patch in the seasonal games this past Sunday. I mean, literally so upset almost. I mean, that's not the word. I'm not like uh, upset, fuming over it. But disappointed that I couldn't win my bye week. You know, most of my buys have been mitigated uh, through by spacing them out, as we talked about in previous shows. But my running game in various leagues is dependent on Gordon and and Javante Williams for one reason or another, injuries, trades, whatever. And so I found myself in a situation where, for example, on one team I've got Sutton, Williams, Gordon, the, the Denver defense. So some of those things are easier to deal with than others, right? But... Some of it may or may not be. And so this week, the lack of the run game outside of Denver did me in. And so I'm hoping you guys have much more success than I did. But it just goes back to what we've been talking about, which is staying prepared, staying ahead of the curve. And so that's on me to not be able to effectively win those weeks. Now, that being said, we're going to talk about a few things because I can't account for CeeDee Lamb, you know, getting like no points. In one of those leagues, I've, you know, uh, 
Dak Prescott as well. So that's a pairing. You know, he got two points. So There's like two points from the two of them. There's things like this that happen. And so I want to mention that because maybe you are like me and you've had a bit of uh, bad luck this week, but we need to call it that. The injury bug went around. Guys left games. You know, it's like if that did you in, you should feel less exposed because there's nothing we could do about that. It's, you know, the reason we play. we got to play these things out. But if it was something else planning into it, you know, maybe we need to adjust. And so as far as the seasonal check-in goes, that's my thing for this week. Maybe it was a down week, but if you watch all the games, it should make sense to you why it was. And maybe your guy left the game or got injured or hurt or, you know, whatever. If it's something else performance-wise, like I said, then there's some things that we might need to cover. But as far as the seasonal check-in goes for this episode, that's where we want to leave it. If you need to upgrade at this point in the year, trade with other teams that are on the cusp of making the playoffs. These people have the, if you can still, by the way, some trade deadlines are over. If you can, these people have a lot at stake still. And so they may be more willing to listen to what you have to say. So that's what I might think about if you need to improve this week. But hopefully just getting over the bias should, you know, get you improved as 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 I'm hoping it will for me as well as, you know, the guys getting healthy, basically. But we're waiting into the Thanksgiving slate. Thanksgiving is awesome. Very thankful for a lot of things. Listen, if you're listening to this. You probably have a lot to be thankful for. You have a phone. You live in probably the Western Hemisphere if you're listening to this. Not always the case, but 99%, 98%, something like that percent of the time for my analytics. you know. So you're probably got a couple bucks in your pocket. If you've got that, that does make you wealthy by world standards. And so have some Thanksgiving. It's nice to get together with family. All the good food. If you've never had soul food, black soul food for Thanksgiving, you are missing out. You're missing out. That's the best way to do it. Other ways will suffice, but that's the best way to do it. But anyways, also with Thanksgiving, we are gifted with a fantastic football slate. And so we've got to take advantage of that because we need to get back to our winning ways. You know. Reminds me of, uh, I don't know if any of you guys out there seen the movie Next Friday. Not the first one, second one. Next Friday, right? Pinky. <laughs> They're rolling up to the record store. He gets out of the limo. And he's like, look here, baby. Got to get it together. Get it together, baby. That's what this episode is about. We're going to get it together. That's my transition into talking about what happened over the you know, last week with DFS because we got to get it together, baby. Another miss on the, uh, you know, it's misses when I don't get the cash games, basically. That's what I'm talking about. So now we're like, what, eight and three, two misses in a row. You know, not getting the tournament, not the end of the world as long as we're stacking the bank. But when I miss the cash games, that's upsetting because I've staked my reputation on that, giving you this information, told you guys you can win here. So, this is a nice episode because we don't have a lot of time, but we do have enough time for me to be accountable for another Sunday where it didn't work out. Now, ultimately, again, just like with this seasonal stuff, there's some things we got to take a look at. 
Maybe we can explain it away. But if, if you listen, I had two cash game recommendation quarterbacks for you, Kyler Murray or Joe Burrow. And so literally didn't go – Murray didn't go. And so, you know, I – didn't adjust and just plugged in Burrow, and I probably should have adjusted. The person we should have adjusted to was in the GPP recommendations. Recommended four quarterbacks. Josh Allen, Miss, Tannehill, Miss, Trevor Lawrence, Miss, Cousins. So... If you watch football, you know Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, these guys went off last week. The miss is not that we didn't recognize them, but I recognize them for the tournament play and not at least via tweet or you know something uh, late because it was late that I found, that we found out Murray didn't play. But that changes things, and so we can explain a little bit of it away like that. Gave good reasoning why Murray might might play and do well. That didn't hold up. Went to Burrow. That didn't work out, obviously. But the better play would have been to. Rely on cousins instead, because if you listen to it, just go back and listen to the episode. We we said it was a good outlook for him. I said Mahomes at Prescott. I was out, but if you wanted to do one of the two, I would pick Mahomes. And yeah, so that you have that right. That's how the quarterback stuff went last week. As far as the running game goes, guys leaving the game miss you know missing time stuff like that like Carter for example uh but we had some misses too Drake and Ernest Johnson these are misses had some hits uh you know Swift did fine but Mixon you know these these tournament hits you know but missed on Elliott you know Chubb was fine you know Connor was okay he was saved at the end of the day Gibson did fine Mitchell was a miss uh, Mitchell not playing allowed me at the last minute to plug in. I think it was it was a Taylor or, or who's the next guy up, uh, and that didn't work out either. And so big miss there. Montgomery for the Bears, big miss. And Foreman, Foreman because Hilliard showed up was a big miss too. So the running backs definitely struggled in the picks there, uh, identifying the correct people for you guys there. As far as the wide receiver goes, cash game number one, wide receiver at the top. Jefferson, $8,100, you know, they have to call that out. And Thielen, you know, $6,600, excuse me, for tournaments. Had that locked in, used that as a, you know, tournament flyer with Cousins last week, who I had as a tournament quarterback, and, you know, just nearly took home some, some pretty good money, some pretty good money, but fell just short because of some of those other picks I was more sure about not landing but some of the you know again lamb leaving the game you know things like that uh but renfro missed last week you know traquan smith was fine we kind of a miss marquise brown you know we didn't have uh lamar and so a miss there right uh aj brown big miss on the tournament side of things lock it big miss because russ and them don't seem to be finding it the point is, we struggled last week to identify a lot of hits, but there were some hits there. And I just failed to identify the better plays of all of these. Tight end-wise, you were fine. We don't have to go into that tight end-wise. Went with Troutman on the low end. If you listen to last week, I said do Troutman and Johnson. They made it easy for us. Johnson didn't even play. 
So you had to do Troutman. Troutman's out now, and so things are different now. You can't even just say Johnson anymore because Vanette, Nick Vanette is back. Nobody's talking about him. You're going to get an edge place from Vanette. But the point is, it was a tough week, but we can't uh, walk out on it. We have to keep going. That's what all the double-ups are about is you can eat a few weeks and keep eating and keep going. Always playing for the big tournament upside Never covering your ass on the low end will make it so that you can never actually do what we do here, which is play from winnings, right? And so we hope to get back on track. But if you've been doing what I've been saying, you've been playing a certain way. And so this is not costly these past couple of weeks. Not to make excuses, but we're eating it, right? But now, as we would say, look here. You got to get it together, baby. All right, so that's our look at what happened on Sunday and our version of accountability around here at the process. So we need to jump into this week so we can get you out of here. Look, before we do that, for the new guys, let's spell out where they can find us. There's quite a few ways you can listen to this podcast. We have a website. Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment is awesome. Very soon we're getting new true crime episodes from what happened. Stay tuned for that. Me and my co-host, Rosalie, do a fantastic job of covering true crime if that's your thing or that's your girl's thing. A little diversity within the podcast range here is what we do when we have the chance. But www.tigerbombsae.com is a great place to listen to all of the podcasts. www.tigerbombsae.com. You can go, every podcast has a page. Click on the process page. You can listen to the podcast right there if you prefer in the browser, right? Give me some of those views. That would be fantastic. Those views. If you're a podcast on the go person, though, you like to listen to your podcast through your apps, all good, get you covered. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere you listen to all of it, you can listen to this. Uh, just search for tiger bomb sports audio entertainment this podcast oh you know what all you get the whole company page and so every time there's a new podcast you've got it right but during football season it's mostly this what you're getting if you do it this way you like and subscribe when what happened the new episode of the true crime podcast comes out you'll get that it'll just be right there right so that's a fantastic way to keep up with what's going on around here. If you're a social media person, Facebook or Twitter, fantastically easy to find us there too. At the process TBSAE. Whether you're on Facebook or Twitter, at the process TBSAE. You can email me too if you need to, the process at tigerbombsae.com. Okay. Those are the fantastic ways that you guys can get in touch with us and stay in touch with us. We've got to talk a little bit about this week. We've got three games to preview, and I've got some picks that we're going to use to take advantage of everybody else on DraftKings on Thursday. First and foremost, you know, it's not like a reload thing, guys, right? We're not even, you know, there's no would you rather this week. We're just, we're, we're going right at it. So very quickly to get through it and get you back on the, your making your dressing or fixings or whatever the heck you're doing. First off, first game. You might have to talk to your relatives. Bears at Lions. Boyle versus Dahl. Not going to be a lot going on in this game. But look, the Bears have had problems getting a rush on. So that does bode well for the Lions. Lions can't get a rush on. Bode well for the Bears. right? So I don't see a big pass rush 
affecting this game. For the Bears, it's because of injury, though. The Lions are just bad at football in a lot of ways. As far as the run game goes, I think both teams more in play that way. So Swift, is, we're going to use him to get an edge on other people because the Bears are perceived as a terrible run matchup. It's not terrible. It's just not great. We can use that. But on the other side, Mer- Montgomery is, you know, this is more of a cash game play. The Bears should lean on the run, rely on the run. Nagy's on the way out the door pretty much. And and so, you know, you know, I think I don't know what that means in terms of his play calling or what happens in this game, but you want to win football games if you're him right now for various reasons, even if it's just for the next job. And so run the rock. They've got a chance to do that this week. I know a lot of people are going to be excited about Mooney. I don't mind him. I almost had him in the cash game portion of what we do, but we got to switch him to the tournament because, you know, there's a little bit of luck involved with what happened last week, you know, some busted plays and, you know, some trickery. We don't need to rely. That's not the process, right? So upon evaluation, still in a fine spot because Detroit is, again, not very good at a lot of things football-related. And so the opportunity for him to uh, – Produces there. Comet is in play. Another facet of Detroit's uh, flaccidness is, you know, guarding the tight end. They can't do that. So they've got issues there. On on the Detroit side of the ball for Boyle, this is going to be a fantastic feat if he could do something, but I don't think he can. But check off to Swift. That's what's in play here. You know, Hawkinson might be able to. Provide some work. I think they will be trailing, but you can't trust the Bears to score points, and so it just could be very close. Uh, you know, who knows? So, as far as the game goes, the Bears should win this game. Better football team is rely on the run and the defense. I don't think we need to play the defense. Too overly popular. Not consistent. I mean, yes, you, you could play them, but I don't think you get some fantastic amount of points. To where we need to pay up for that. We can suffer down somewhere else and do just fine. All right. On to the next game, the afternoon game. Vegas at Dallas. And so, you know, this is another interesting one because the Vegas defense is metamorphed, metamorphosized into like this terrible version of itself. It's not a pass rush anymore. Uh, and so that's, you know, going to ease things up for Dak this week. Believe it or not, Kansas City has a decent pass rush. They can provide pressure on the top end of teams in the league. And so this Vegas team can do that. They do it on the lower end. So don't expect what we saw against Dallas last week defensively would be my estimation. Now, that said, they're also not great against the run, That them being Vegas. I think Dallas can lean on the run here. I think you can get Zeke going. You know, once you're up, you can get Pollard going. But you get Zeke going, that will open up things for Dak. You know, he can try to get the ball to Schultz. Raiders are terrible against the tight end. And then Gallup and Wilson are in play in that order. Lamb is probably going to play. If he's going to play and he clears concussion protocol... Just play him. Don't worry about the cue, the questionable. It wasn't like a bodily injury. It was like a, 
you know, concussion thing. And I've never seen anybody go through the protocol this quickly. And so I'm assuming he's at practice this week. He, you know, he's at the meetings and stuff. Yeah, we should probably load him up. But uh, it's not everything, right? Like, they're not going to be all cylinders, all the run, all the pass. So I'm a little more hesitant on the pass and a little less hesitant on the run. I think the run leads the way for Dallas, right? Now, you can get success in the passing game off of that, but that's where this goes. I don't think Vegas can win this game, but on the other side of things, Carr should be able to get some production because Dallas hasn't been able to provide much pressure either. Now, they might turn the ball over if you throw a pick or two, but they also let you sling it a bit. And so the problem with Vegas has been finding somebody else to take that rugs role that's credible. You know, none of these guys they have doing it. Edwards and, and Deshaun Jackson, in my opinion, are credible. Like, you got to catch one of these passes and hold on to it, in the case of you, Deshaun, before a team actually considers doing something about you running those routes. Until that happens, we can't expect them to respect that. And so you've got to make them respect that. I think the Raiders are going to try again this week to, to make that happen because success there opens up things underneath for Renfro, for Waller, as they need. The run game, probably not the best way to attack the Dallas defense, but I think Jacobs can have a sneaky attempted a decent day. They just haven't been using him very much at all. They used him in a pass game last week. It's just a bad matchup. Um, I wouldn't be afraid of somebody taking a shot at him in DFS because there's so few players on the slate, but I will probably stay away. Uh, in a game, they should be trailing, too, is another reason why. But Dallas should win that football game. And then uh, finally, the Thursday night or game, yeah, the evening game after you're all stuffed and muffed from your turkey. Uh, it's Buffalo and New Orleans. This is going to be a tougher game for Buffalo, I think, because their defense is in a good spot, but I don't think their offense is either. Teams have been able to provide problems for uh, Buffalo and Allen and company by literally just standing back there, right? Like, um, forcing him to sort of, you know, take what's offered to him and not take what's deep or whatever, right? And there's been able to make some mistakes happen that way. I think New Orleans is going to try to do the same thing. We also know Marshawn Lattimore is going to cover Stephon Diggs, and so I don't, I'm not going to say he's going to blank him, but I'm just not into that this week. Uh, it's too hard of a matchup for me. Um, I will probably end up going with Emmanuel Sanders, right? And then after that, tougher matchup for Knox. You could say Beasley probably in play, but I'm probably going to stay away from Beasley from DFS. Uh, again, I'm trying to get different. I think you would go with Knox over Beasley. You just need to get different. Just need to get different. It's such a small slate. You've got to find some way to differentiate yourself. And the, a lot of our plays are going to be the same. But I think this is a tough matchup for Buffalo because New Orleans is going to play them very much the way that I think we saw the Jaguars play them. Some of these other teams that have success against Buffalo. The opportunity would be you have to try to run to make things better on yourself. However, unfortunately, this ain't the matchup for that. New Orleans is quite fantastic against the run. And so this is why I say this is a tougher matchup for Buffalo, but their defense is in a prime spot. Not a tremendous amount I like on the New Orleans side of things. I do not think Ingram's going to be able to get it going against these guys. They'll tighten up after what happened last week with Taylor, uh, in my opinion, my estimation. 
But everybody else has got tougher matchups too. The tight end, the wide receiver. I mean, there's not a lot brewing right there. But if their defense plays as well as I think they do, they they could potentially put them in some short field situations and you score some easier touchdowns. So it's going to be a tight game. I'm going to give it to Buffalo, but it's going to be like they're they're going to have to work to win this one, guys. It's not going to be an easy one. That's what we're looking at this week. As far as the DFS portion of it goes, uh, very straightforward because there's only three games, right? And so remember... We talked about all the places where you could places where you could find the process and keep up with us, right? So remember that going into uh, this weekend, you can, if you're new to this, there'll be another episode. That's more of our our standard episodes, our standard segments, and we'll go through what's going to happen on Sunday then too. Okay, but for Thursday, my cash game, I'm probably rolling with Carr. He's going to have to keep up. The question is. Can he connect on some of those deep balls and make it happen? I think this is the final time they can do it. Dallas, will, I, I think Dallas, is. this can happen. And so I'm into it. And again, I'm trying to stay away from other people to make my path of victory easier. And so I'll do that. But as far as the tournaments go, I'll do tournament lineups with Carr, Allen, Prescott, and Boyle. Okay? And so that's what you're looking at. Carr is $5,900 for the cash games. For the tournaments, I'll pay up for Allen at $7,800, Prescott $6,900, and I'll do a Boyle lineup at $4,800. That's how I'll play my lineups for Thursday. For running back, cash games, Elliott at $8,000, and then uh, Montgomery at six k Those are the guys I most believe in on Thursday. And then for tournaments, play them mixed in with Swift at $7,300 and Pollard at $5,600. Keep it simple. Wide receiver, a little bit more complicated, but not by much. As far as the cash games go, I'm. It's gonna. Remember, I said I was gonna play Mooney, but I swapped them with Sanders. So I originally had Sanders with tournaments and Mooney with cash. We're gonna swap that out. So what that looks like now is Emmanuel Sanders, forty-eight hundred dollars for cash games. Gallup, fifty-nine hundred dollars. Renfro, fifty-six hundred dollars. That's where I'm at. Okay. Tournaments, CeeDee Lamb, $6,900, pay up for him. Also, $5,700, Darnell Mooney, Traquan Smith, $4,400, Cedric Wilson, $3,500, and then Josh Reynolds, $3K, over in Detroit, came over, saw a lot of looks, saw a lot of targets. Eventually, we'll see a lot of looks, a lot of targets from golf, too, probably, if he works out, because they were together in L.A., so there's familiarity there. But as far as Boyle goes, he was looking, you know, these guys were looking at him, so... For 3K, the minimum, I like that in the game. They should be behind trying to keep up, and the Bears will let you pass a little bit. So maybe that works out for us. That's how you coast on a short slate. Tight end for cash games. Waller, 6,400. Schultz, 5,300. Tournaments, I would go with, uh, I mean, you you want to play those guys if you can, but mix in Knox at 4,400 and Hawkinson at 5,200, and then pay down for Komet, $3,700. Defense going two ways. Bills $3,100. Saints $2,900. Guys, that's the best thing I can do for you is give you like free valuable information and then literally put my money where my mouth is and play these things. I don't play plays that I don't tell you about. I don't play other plays. I don't change my mind at the last minute. I am telling you what I am doing as well. And so I'm not suggesting that you throw your money away because I don't think that's what I'm doing. I'm not suggesting we're going to get rich tomorrow or any other day, right? But I'm just saying, as far as daily fantasy football goes, this is the way. This is the process, right? And so hopefully that helps you guys 
have a much more enjoyable turkey day along with your family and your food and your loved ones that you have with you still. You know how to find me now. Check back in with us Friday, Saturday. We're going to have another episode ready roll for the weekend slate, but this is going to get us up till then. Peace. The process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment.